get room tone. You need room tone. I need it 20 makes... seconds of room tone. I mean, I haven't used. Uh, I gotta the... start again. Uh, <laughs> is that a Family Guy joke? Yeah, it is. That's a Family Guy joke. <laughs> Okie dokie, then. Here we are. Hello, and welcome to Drunk Duck Cinema Club. We're here at the pond doing our bi weekly podcast. I'm Michael Puglisi. And I'm Allie Darling. This week's movie is The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which, spoiler alert, there is no fucking deer in this movie. <laughs> no, there is no deer in this movie. Um, man, I was so stoked to watch this movie. Yeah. It seemed like it was going to be super cool. Dylan recommended it, and Dylan, you know, does not recommend shit movies. Dylan, does he not? I don't know Dylan very well. well. I, I mean, he does now. Okay. Um, <laughs> he, bro- he broke his streak. He fucked it up. I mean, it just, it wasn't, I, this one just wasn't for me, I don't think. It was, um... Wasn't for you. I actually... So you had brought up this watching this movie and I'd actually not heard of it, but I've seen another movie by this director that I really liked the lobster. I really liked that one. It was like so weird and funky. And then this one, I think I just, I didn't like it as much, but I think more so because the style just, I think when I saw the other one, it maybe caught me off guard, but this one just didn't quite, didn't quite do it. But anyhow. Yeah. Like I went and saw the lobster too afterwards. And I thought this guy's style worked better in that movie than in that this context one. yeah um but that is one positive thing i'll say is the guy has got he's got a style distinctive yeah and he's got sure. a very interesting way of making movies it seems like but we we can get into that a bit later well i saw a review of a guy that was talking about the movie and he was like did anyone else like find this movie like super stilted and like blah 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 it really reminded me of this other movie called the lobster and people were like it's the same director like how did you not notice that and he's like oh Oh yeah. And also <laughs> like, with Colin Farrell. Yeah. It's like, no, I think he said like, uh, it reminded me, he's like, I'm running this other movie. I saw Colin Farrell in. Is this just like a new thing? And you're like, no, it's, it's just like, like a new same thing. director. Like, anyway, it's funny. <sighs> okay. Um, so the killing of the sacred deer is a 2017 psychological thriller directed by Yorgos Lanthimos starring Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman. Lanthimos had previously worked with Farrell on his 2015 movie, The Lobster. Um, besides The Lobster, Lanthimos is perhaps also best known for Dogtooth, a 29, or 2009 film made completely in Greek. Um, Killing a Sacred Deer, Lobster, and Dogtooth, these were all co-written by Lanthimos and Ephthemus Philippou. <laughs> I saw that name a few times. I was like, how do I read this? Fuck, that is the most Greek name ever i don't know um but yeah he's got a writing partner who Mm. is helping him um develop these uh movies um and yeah each of these films kind of defies um your traditional genre categorizations and they all have this kind of weird dark tone where people don't act the way you would expect them to yeah yeah, they have a very like stilted, like robotic way of speaking and acting, um, which actually I found a pretty interesting explanation for, but I'll get into that. Yes. After. So Killing of a Sacred Deer follows Dr. Stephen Murphy, a cardiac surgeon played by Colin Farrell, who befriends a strange teenage boy named Martin. After Stephen introduces Martin to his family, strangeness ensues and Stephen is forced to make an impossible choice. Yeah. Let's just talk a little bit about the reception. So the movie made about $7 million, got a bunch of nominations at small film festivals. So compared to like, for example, Get Out, they made $250 million. Like it didn't didn't make a ton of money, but I don't think that was its goal. Uh, it did win one uh, award, which was for best screenplay, 
and that was given to the two who wrote the screenplay. Um, a lot of people kind of compared it to The Shining. Yeah, so on, on Letterboxd, this has got a 3.8 out of 5 from over 70,000 reviews. Like, people fucking like this movie. I would movie. give this movie a 1. Like, I didn't like it. Yeah. I I like oh, it. No, a 1? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was pretty angry by the end of it. And I poured that contempt into uh, the creation of this movie's cocktail. Yep. Um, and by cocktail, I mean shot. We've got ourselves our first shot. Oh, boy. This is going to be a rough ride. It's gross. Okay. Smells gross. So what we got here is a shot with three ingredients. We've got Irish whiskey, mm-hmm. which I picked because, you know, Colin Farrell, Irish mm-hmm. actor. Okay. Um, the... The kid who plays Martin, Barry... Hogan. Or Krogan? Cro- Kroger? Oh, fuck. Something? Barry Key... He's Keegan, I think. I think it's Keegan. Barry K. Barry so K. He, he's also Irish, <laughs> Good too. Good Barry so, K. Um, we got ourselves some Irish whiskey in there. Yeah. Um, some Jaeger, because there's a big old fucking deer, fucking on, deer it. on it. So, yeah. obviously, that needs to go in there. And then Dr. Pepper, because... Dr. Doctors. Pepper. Oh, okay. Oh, I just think... Completely glazed over that. Yeah, so that is just um, the laziest way I've ever made a drink. But you know what? I don't think it's going to pay off either. Um, probably not. All right, so let's uh, let's give it a go. Let's. All right, should we clean? Air, air cheers. Uh, oh, you're going to reach. reach. All Woo. right, here we go. Okay. Oh, that's not bad, actually. Yeah. That's okay. Why wow. <laughs> he drank the rest of it? All right. That wasn't bad. I was expecting that to be so much worse. That was actually pretty good. I think the last time I made this, when I was trying to figure it out, I think I used too much Jaeger. But yeah, this is okay, I guess. That was good. You liked it? I would order that at a bar. That was tasty. Really? Yeah. I'm used, I guess I'm used to getting like, I'm used to just taking shots of tequila exclusively. Well, I mean, if that's your benchmark, then fuck yeah, this is going to do it for you. Tequila or like I've had uh, friends of mine that'll do like rum and uh, vodka or rum and vodka shot mixes. What? Yeah, apparently. So first of all, it makes you shit face. But <laughs> second of all, uh, apparently the two of them cut. This is how it was sold to me, which was obviously a lie. The two of them cut the shittiness of each other, but they don't. They just mix together and taste like barf. Yeah, it sounds like, like, li- like it, you know, that bullshit. liquidy part of barf. It tastes like that. That's what I expect it would it taste tastes like. like liquid barf. OK. Yeah. Well, um, Anyways, that was good. I like that. I like that more than the movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. This, uh, I mean, I was really ready for the drink to just be, um, you know, punch in the face like the movie. But wow. Okay. Pleasant surprise. Better okay. than I remembered it. Okay. Let me, let me talk about the stuff that I found. Oh, about wait, wait, wait. Okay. A name for the drink. Oh, okay. So I wanted to call it the spin shot. The spin shot. Cause yeah. 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 Cause of the spin shot. Cause yeah. of the spin shot. That makes sense. Okay. The Is spin it? shot. Yeah. The one thing that I found that was interesting about the movie was that apparently it's, so it's supposed to be a comedy, not so much a comedy, but it's supposed to be funny. Like the movie. This one? Yeah. It's supposed to be like a very dark humor. Same with the lobster. You're supposed to actually laugh at certain parts of it. Um, The other thing that I found is that it is supposed to be loosely based on the Greek tragedy. uh, Iphigenia in Aulis by Euripides, which apparently I tried to find out the plot of this play, which is an ancient Greek play. And it has a, hundred variations apparently um through different translations and stuff so the main one that i saw uh pretty consistently was that agamemnon kills uh the sacred deer of artemides which is a goddess of like 
the wind and the hunt and like a bunch of other things. Yeah. So then she suspends the wind and he can't sail his army to go fight in Troy, basically. So then she says if he wants the wind back, he needs to sacrifice something of his own, which is his daughter. So yeah. that's how it's supposed to be connected. But I've also read variations of the uh, of the play where she he doesn't do anything and he has to sacrifice his daughter to get the winds and she turns into a deer and then he kills her. I've also oh, seen okay. variations where he just offends Artemides and then she tells him to sacrifice his daughter and there's no deer at all. Yeah, that's the version I came across where it's like he goes to see, I think, a seer or something and yeah. they're like, yeah, you pissed off. Artemides. So, yeah. Artemides or Artemis? Art- Artemis. 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 Mm. But anyway, so it's a whole bunch of like weird kind of connections to that. And there's no, I'm assuming that it's got to be the version of this, the one that has a deer in it because mm-hmm. there's a little bit of deer imagery and it also, they do actually call out like Iphigenia in the movie. Like the daughter writes a, uh, her essay on Iphigenia in the movie. So anyhow, I think it is a, it's obviously purposeful, but I think that the connections beyond that, like they don't really seem to be there. Like, there's a little bit of like arguing with his right. wife, but in the play, his wife doesn't want him to kill his daughter. And in the play, he doesn't have an option of killing his son. It has to be his daughter. And his wife doesn't get sick either. So it's like loosely based, I think, on that. So I think, so I, I have a theory about, I guess, how you get from that Greek yeah. tragedy to the movie we have. Yeah. So this was another interview with uh, Lanthimos talking about just how he works. Yeah. And basically, he'll start off with an idea um or themes yeah not even themes just an idea sorry and the movie he says it arises instinct instinctively it develops naturally and as things are developing as the themes are becoming clear he starts pushing it in certain directions so i mean it basically sounds like he would have started off with this greek tragedy as the starting point and then it just kind of figuring it out as he's going along and then things start to change once he gets the actors involved. Yeah. And once he's in the actual locations filming, like he's just constantly changing yeah, things. that makes sense. Um, the other thing that I read about the way that people sort of act in this was something that I found. And it's interesting because it kind of goes against what you said about Colin Farrell saying he just started delivering his lines that way and everybody else kind of continued. I read somebody saying that they thought this was a particular type of method acting that they were using in the movie, okay. which is called a, the Brecht method acting, which is called uh, the alienation effect. So essentially this was a German guy who in sort of the midst of like World War II or just before um, started seeing how movies were starting to get that sort of Hollywood vibe, which Hollywood wasn't around yet, but it's the same kind of thing they do now where movies sort of, uh, to make them good, they rely on emotional investment from the viewer. Okay. So they rely on the fact that you're going to connect with the characters and like laugh when they laugh and cry when they cry. But at the same time, he argued that that's, uh, it requires the audience to be manipulated in order to enjoy the movie. Like you're manipulate, manipulating your audience and they're not necessarily absorbing the plot as, okay. as like, flat. So like what, they're getting invested in the character's over getting they, invested in the plot. Exactly. So he was, so the argument was that, you know, you're relying on emotion to make the movie good, but the movie, you should be watching it as like an outsider and it's a good story. But I did read a lot of people that were saying, why should I care about this movie then? If I yeah. can't connect with the characters, so right? Like, what, what are you supposed to 
not not necessarily what are you supposed to get out of it. What can you get out of it, right? Yeah. What is there to enjoy or appreciate from this? I, know, I don't know. <laughs> that's the other thing. Like people, and that's that was one thing that I saw. People said, you're not supposed to enjoy it. You're supposed to appreciate it. And I was like, but why? What, like, what, what do I appreciate? Like, like what do I? How, how do I justify those two hours? I think the main thing that I appreciated in the movie was the soundtrack and the visual, like the cinematography of it was very interesting and well done. Yeah, like it it created a mood. Like uh, yeah. that is the one thing I can say about it is it created this this thing that uh, Lanthimos does with his movies, that dark, absurd, un, unnerving. Uh, unnerving tone. But the other thing was it did seem like they favored the art as opposed to the enjoyment of the movie, which is not a bad thing, but it's hard when you like didn't really, if I don't really appreciate like the art of the movie or if the rest of it gets in the way of me appreciating it, then it's like, then I don't, and there's nothing for me to absorb. Right. You know, like you can watch something like even for example, like the beyond the black rainbow where it's like, there's not a lot of plot and it's kind of weird, but at least it's like, visually stimulating and like funky looking. And I like the style. Thanks for reminding me of that. This movie reminded me lots of beyond the black rainbow because people talk in a very flat way in that movie too. And they don't necessarily react to, but it doesn't, but it doesn't bother you in that movie because it's so alien that you just accept it and you accept that it's a different world. And yes, it's clearly set in, not well, maybe not a different it's, not, world, it's not clear. It's a different world, but the visual aesthetic is yeah. so uh, in your face that it's like it's clear. It's like okay, I'm enjoying this movie yeah. because it looks cool. Well, and it's far removed from reality. Like it doesn't look like anywhere you've ever been. Yes, either. versus this movie, it looks like it's set in our world with right now. Recognizable um, characters, yeah. like you know, he he's a doctor in a hospital. Yep. You know, it's like they should be acting normal or in ways that we would expect you be to understand. To, yeah. And they're not. And it's and it becomes frustrating yeah. and it hinders the enjoyment of or at least hindered my enjoyment because a lot of people seem to really like it. And I was surprised to yeah. find that it had like an 80 percent rating. But all that said, there was somebody who summed it all up really well. And they said, I get that they said, this is an ugly movie about ugly people in an ugly situation. And I get that that's the point, but if that's the case, then why should I enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah. I I mean, maybe like from a filmmaking standpoint. Yeah. And I think it, it does follow a few filmmaking sort of, uh, not necessarily trends, but styles. And I think that, Again, it definitely takes typical, like a typical movie and turns it on its head, which mm-hmm. I think is enjoyable to a lot of people to make, right? That's the other thing. And if that, if film is your life, then turning things upside down is probably quite enjoyable and interesting too. Cause so, I mean, it's not like, like obviously like Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman, like they don't hurt for work. They didn't have to do this movie. No. And that's the thing is uh, when you look at the interviews uh, of Colin Farrell, like surrounding this movie, it's like, he's fucking into it he likes it yeah he's into it and the best part is is he does not fucking understand it either he was like oh yeah when i first got the script like it was weird well what did i find i found something that made me laugh and it said that uh feral has said that making the film left him fucking depressed (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah all right i could see that i was like oh yeah this makes sense 
Um, okay. Well, on to the sort of like interesting facts about the movie that I found. Okay. Um, the first one that I found that was really interesting is the heart surgery scenes in the film are real. They are real filmed scenes from a quadruple bypass bypass surgery. Wow. Yeah. So the heart surgery film that you see in the beginning is a real shot that Colin Farrell and I'm assuming the director both went and watched like as spectators and that's yeah. where they got the film from. Wow, so it's okay. a real heart, real person. I remember <laughs> that's the literally the first fucking thing you see. Yeah. It's like right after maybe you get like t- opening credit yeah. or something and then boom. Beating heart. The other thing that I was super surprised to find out is that uh, Barry Cogan, finally found the name, Barry Cogan. Oh, thank God. In the movie, him and Kim are two years apart. In reality, he's 10 years older than she is. What? Yeah. Doesn't that put like a weird creepy spin on them cuddling on that chair? Right? Yeah. And like her being naked and I don't know. So he's like 26 or something? I think so because I think she's like 17. Well, no, she must be like 18 because she got like partially nude. She's got to be anyways, but I didn't expect him to be 10 years older. He doesn't look 10 years older. No, they definitely like play him down. And like, he has that weird posture and like the clothing that makes him look younger. Yeah, They they do like make him and the haircut. But even like when you look at the like stills from like the red carpet and stuff that they did for the movie, the launches and everything, like he looks completely different. Like everyone else looks pretty much the same, but he looks completely fucking different. Mm. Like he's all like normal looking and like straight back to like, yeah. Mm. And yeah, not scowling. So that's pretty good. Um, so that was cool. The other thing that I found that was really interesting is if you go to this movie's website, it's crazy. So if you go to the okay. movie's website, it's really cool and it's nice looking and it like kind of scrolls through some like uh, video, like clips of the film and stuff, like just silent background. Um, but it also has a option. So there's three things you can click. I think one's like buy it. There's one that's watch it now that directs you to like where you can like download and pay for it and, and watch it. There's another thing you can click that's called see the doctor. And if you click it, it brings you to a menu that looks like this. And it says point to where it hurts. So it's a human body. What the fuck? And it says point to where it hurts. And there is circles on the ear, heart, uh, wrist. Groin, which actually goes to uterus, like a uterus. That's where it goes. And I don't know, like. Shin. Shin. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. So you can click these and then. What it does is it asks you a series of questions, like a doctor's questionnaire. And then it tells you, and when you click it, the actual, uh, um, like the, the title or like the destination of the, what's the name of that? The fucking, the URL says killing of a sacred deer dot movie slash. And then it says, what's wrong with me? So when you click, (laughs) like see the doctor says, what's wrong with me? So it goes through like trying to figure out what's wrong with you. So if you click, and it gives you these super ominous phrases. So if you click the like groin one, which is like, it gives you a picture of like a uterus. It says, do you feel empty inside? Oh my God. And it says, okay. this might get a little uncomfortable. And then you scroll through these questions and then it tells you what's wrong with you at the end. So I did this quiz and it told me what was wrong with me. And it told me that what's wrong with me is that I have nihilistic rage. Wow. And this is what it says. It says your anger at life's apparent meaningless at your, your anger at life's apparent meaningless is futile. And it gives me a picture of <laughs> gives me a picture of pills and it says, take two every day to lower your temper, but nothing can cure your overall shitty demeanor. That's what it says. And it's true. 100 percent that's true. <laughs> wow, scary scarily accurate. Yeah, but it was like such a weird, uh just a weird, it's a weird little tidbit. Like I was not expecting the it also has like a pretty like uh artistic and like nice looking Instagram, but I was not expecting okay. the website to have anything beyond 
cares about the movie. <laughs> I mean, that's way more fun yeah. than the entire movie. And the questions are like fucky. Like one of them is like, uh, if you're out at the beach and a teenager is like antagonizing your dog and then the dog bites the teenager, the two, and then your two options are he deserved it or like my dog shouldn't bite anyone. So it's okay. like, these, it's kind of like a psychological like reading, I guess. Um, but I took Strange. it twice and I got nihilistic rage both times. So I don't know if maybe that's the only option you can get. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just it's all just your accurate. nihilistic rage. It's just accurate. The other ones are like interesting. And some of them seem to be like directly pulled from the movie. Cause one of them's like, there's a hole in your life. How do you fill it? And it's like, um, there's a few options, but one of them is like sex. And another one's like spaghetti. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, like fucking spaghetti. So Anyways, it's, it's just so it's, strange. It's so, a, and where you, this is just at like the movie's website, the, the movie's official website. Okay. And you, is where that and is. you see the doctor. What a strange, like almost like schlocky B movie kind it's cheeky. of, it's a gimmick. Like, yeah. It's so gimmicky for, it's a, such a fun idea for such a fun sucking movie. Yeah. Anyways, it was super cool. So we should try and take it and see, but I did take it and I got that twice. So I'd like to see if I could get something else. <laughs> Other than um, nihilistic rage. Other than nihilistic rage? Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, that's funny. Um, And that's pretty much it. I do have like a few other theories. I don't know if you had any other theories. No, I mean, I my overarching theory is that uh, Yorgos there just pulls these movies out of his ass, essentially. He starts yeah. with an idea that he likes and he, in a very like truly artistic way, just lets them kind of... Like, uh, you hear songwriters talking about making music and it's like yeah. they've discovered the song. It doesn't yeah. feel like they're writing it. It's like they just follow their instincts and yeah. the song presents itself to them. Yeah. I feel like he's taking that kind of approach to filmmaking. And as much as I've been shit talking this movie, talking about my contempt and yeah. anger from it, you need people like this guy making these kinds of movies. Yeah. Because otherwise everything's just like an MCU movie. Yeah. Or like, you know, uh, Rambo or something, which I'm stoked for, by the way. <laughs> Rambo Last Blood? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I am so stoked for that. But you need the killing of the sacred deers in uh, the film world, too. Yeah, exactly. Frustrating as they are. I agree. Mm. Okay, well, um, where are we at now? Well, we're getting pretty close to wrapping up, so why don't we just get to, we can get some ratings. Sure. All right, so what kind of ratings do we need for this? It's like, can we really rate this as a horror movie? So it was apparently considered one. I did not find it to be. I honestly found it to be quite a softcore horror. And again, I think that that comes into, I don't know. I think that comes into the fact that like, if you watch horror movies and you're used to seeing like fucky visuals, like you're not going to think that this, like I didn't find it creepy. No. Even this boss that was supposed to be creepy. I was like, yeah, you like, you know, like I saw somebody comparing when he like bites his arm and they were like, it was so intense and like hard to watch. And I was like, he bit himself. Like, it's not like I've watched a toddler do that. Like relax. Like it's not. Yeah. And like, that is pretty crazy. But like, <sighs> and then when like his eyes were bleeding, I was like, it's just fucking blood in your eyes. Like that's, that's, like that's, that's ketchup or corn syrup. Even if it isn't, it's just like, I've watched somebody like eye, their eyes bleed before when you like smack your eye hard enough and it starts bleeding. But it's like, that's I mean, not you see like horrifying. more violent shit on like The Walking Dead, you know? Yeah, like on a exactly. Weekly basis. And um, I think again, I because I didn't connect with the characters, I just didn't care. It's like when you watch like a okay, slasher movie, so you're true. like, nah. 
Okay, well, you know what? Let's start off with the, with the easier one. Let's start off with scares. Or scares or, like, tension, right? There's a lot of tension, I guess, but probably still, like, a one. I didn't find it that tense. I'd give it a one because I just didn't care about the tension. Sure, yeah. it was there, but, like, did didn't, not didn't care. resonate. I think the other thing is, like, the only tense moments that I really thought were tense were over so fast. Like, it just flipped to another scene, yeah. you know? So, um, didn't really last. For gore? Uh, a one. I'd give it a one. One. I mean, like, the like medical gore at the beginnings, kind of. Yeah, but I didn't find that, like, gory. I just found that, like, morbidly interesting. I was like, set up fucking beating heart. Okay, um, I, I can go with a one for that, too. But I think it's also, it wasn't necessarily violence. Like, almost all of the violence is off screen. Like when he beats yeah. up the kid, that's off screen. There's very little violence on screen. It's pretty much just either the aftermath or it's a very, like the eyes bleeding or something. He just blinks and red comes out of his eyes. It's not violent. Even the shooting at the end is very like, uh, there's nothing like flamboyant, flamboyant flamboyantly yeah. bloody or gory. And it also it. that to be fair also looks extremely fake. Yeah. yeah. That <laughs> yeah, was that not too. done well. Anyway. And all right, overall quality. Well, one. One. Yeah, this is going to be a one. For Honestly, me. the more I read about it, the more I liked it, but I still don't like it. Yeah. That's what happened. Like all the research and all the like talking about it now and reflecting on it has definitely bumped it up from a zero to a one. But that's, you know, but it's barely. still, I, I just can't recommend this to anybody. If, if somebody comes up to me and they're like, yeah, no, I'm like really into these like really like obscure offbeat kind of strange atmospheric movies, mm -hmm. which is like a weird thing for somebody to come and say to you. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd be like, oh, Not wow, you should check out the shit movie. It's great. Mm -hmm. um, but, but somebody would have to volunteer their interest for you to tell them you, they would be interested. Basically. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, yeah. Well, they can't all be winners. No. All right. Um, Damn. Okay, we're gonna do a palate cleanser after this one, right? Yeah. All right. I'm trying to watch one that's like good, like good feels, not good bad feels. feels. Yeah. Shit. This one's a real bummer. So yeah, I think we need some good feels. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Well, that's that. Thank you for joining us. Um. Yeah. We find us online for this and other better movies. Yes. <laughs> And better drinks, although this one turned out okay. It did. Turned out okay. You can find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Druck Dunk. Fuck! Druck. <laughs> Fuck! I shouldn't Dr let you do this. I should do this. <laughs> this is not my forte. You can find us at Drunk. Duck. Drunk Duck Cinema Club on Facebook, Instagram, and at our website, drunkduckcinemaclub.com. Um, yeah, you can find, you know, the recipes for the cocktails there and some other interesting bullshit. Yeah. Um, if you want to take the quiz, you could take the quiz on there. Oh, yeah, the quiz. Find, find out if you have nihilistic rage. I'm kind of curious to see just how many people do have nihilistic rage. Hopefully everyone. Um, and also please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. That would be a big help. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, quack, quack, y'all. Good night. Uh.